Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Black Tech Podcast, where Black culture moves toward technology, uh, or rather, or maybe it's the other way around. Either way, Black culture and world and technology are colliding, and <laughs> today uh, we're it's kind of a special episode where we are talking about the new Apple uh, technology that has come out, new iPhones, Apple Watches, and all that. So. Uh, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, if you're if you're trying to figure out whether or not to upgrade, sit tight and well, maybe maybe our discussion will help you figure that out. Um, so I guess before we can get before we get it, get into the discussion, I can I'll quickly go over what they actually announced. Uh, at least well at least the major things. So uh, I, the first thing they announced was the Apple Watch Series Four, uh, which is obviously the update to the Apple Watch. It has a bigger screen. It's nearly edge to edge now, and it comes in two sizes: 40 millimeters and 44 millimeters. Uh, it's about 30 percent bigger. Um, and so, one one of the big new things is that they included uh, an EKG scanner, electrocardio electrocardiogram. I think that's what it is. Uh, so basically, it it can it can read your heart rate a lot better, and it can tell whether or not like your heart rate is low or if it's uh, if it's uh, you're an AFib. Yeah, if you have AFib. Yeah. So that I actually think that's pretty cool, honestly. I mean, that's I mean that's literally a lifesaver right there. So, uh, and I, I think I think there was a story a while back where like someone some guy's Apple Watch actually saved his life or something like that. Uh, but um, but outside of that, it, you know, it has the usual upgrade to the processor and all that kind of stuff. And actually, uh, they got clearance from the FDA to to use it as a medical device. So, uh, for the so for those who are interested in, in the more medical aspects of it. Uh, Apple Watch is definitely something to look at. I, th- I, I honestly, I, I'm looking at it myself. Uh, hey, um, who are you, by the way? You know what? Yeah, I think our fearless. Yeah, I think our fearless leader was so excited that he kind of missed the actual intros of everybody that's so, on the panel. I guess I was. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, it's been a long day for me, so. <laughs> uh, uh, my whole day has been kind of kind of out of whack, but uh, so. My name's David. If you didn't already know that, uh, <laughs> uh, I apologize for that. You said what? Oh, AKA, of course, okay. a- AKA Packet Stealer or at Packet Stealer if you want to follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm joined by uh, the Black Tony Stark, <laughs> Herbert Seward, and uh, Dominique. What what should yeah. we call you? Like, do you, do you want like an official nickname? Listen, I don't I don't really know if I have one uh, per se. You know, Young T'Challa. Uh, there we go, <laughs> uh, Uncle Killmonger. I don't know what you want to call me, but uh, the yeah, techno, yeah, yeah, the yeah. techno yeah. Killmonger. There we go. <laughs> but uh, there <laughs> we got Dominique, Dominique on the line as well. So, all right, I apologize. Uh, thank you all for being here. How you all doing? <laughs> yeah, we good, man. <laughs> we good, we good. Happy nice about recovery. the line of there Apple products to push down this. <laughs> capitalist society's throat <laughs> right yeah man. capitalism we're just trying <laughs> yeah we're just trying to do the podcast and and avoid the the upcoming storm that's going to be really really wet according to our president uh that's so, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, really really wet you don't say <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah, you know it's true. almost as if hurricanes you know <laughs> have rain clouds in them uh <laughs> Who would have thought, right? But how y'all got a seven-year-old running the the world? It's crazy. 
All these tell all books. No, the, the White House staff trying to keep him, trying to save him from himself, apparently. But, uh, <laughs> um, but all right, all right. Well, well, that that's an, that's another episode. All right, but uh, <laughs> for this yeah. one, uh, one day we, I think maybe one day we'll do a political episode. I don't know, but so all right, Apple Watch. Uh, it's been updated, has a bigger screen, FDA approved, and all that stuff. Um, so the other, obviously the the main event that most people were were, were looking at was are the new iPhones, and so they, uh, the iPhone 10 is out officially. They've actually discontinued the iPhone 10. And in this place are the iPhone 10s, the 10s Max, and the 10R. So you mean the XS, the XS Max, and the XR? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're not gonna, you're not gonna keep. You know what? What are they gonna do when they finally move to the 11? What is it gonna be the XI? Really? Are we switching the Roman numerals? Is that what we're doing? I... <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, uh, they're not uh, thinking I... about this. Like, what are you gonna do in t- 20 years when it's like it's Apple XX, XV? Like, you gotta have the same kids. Kids right. ain't learning Roman numerals in school no more. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I think I it's a fit, it, I think it's a fitting name X. Excess. Although you know this, uh, our other black techies of that uh, that are, are with us, Cerise, she, uh, she might take take offense to that, and her husband. <laughs> they might take offense to us calling it the X. <laughs> they're really adamant about calling it iPhone 10, but they work for Apple, so they're kind of uh, <laughs> yeah, but, biased. Right? They got a biased, <laughs> but uh, but we still love them though. If they, if they ever want to get on, we wouldn't. We would definitely uh, welcome them on the show with open arms. But um. <laughs> Uh, check out their their YouTube channel, the Tech the Tech Couple, hashtag sponsored, not sponsored, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, shameless plug. There we go. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I mean they you know they have the upgrades that most people would think of. You know, the A12 Bionic instead of the A11. It's the first seven nanometer nanometer chip, uh, which is actually pretty significant. Um, AMD and Intel have kind of been lagging when it comes to the to, to, to the seven nanometer uh chips which for the people who are listening and that doesn't you don't understand what that means basically uh when you when you lower the size of the the chip that the die size that the chip is made on you can increase the power and efficiency uh but because it's so small like a nanometer is literally like atoms thick uh because you're getting into that scale uh it's kind of hard it's getting harder and harder to do and Moore's law is kind of kicking our behind right now. So, um, but, uh, so, I mean, yeah, the more powerful, the, uh, the 10S Max has a, what is it, a 6.5 inch screen, which is actually bigger than the Note 9, the Galaxy Note 9. I just, I just noticed that. Uh, so yep. it's, it's pretty freaking huge. So if you like big phones, the 10S, excuse me, XS, max it's the one to get <laughs> uh <laughs> um yeah so let's just call it max that uh yeah <laughs> yeah the, uh Eli from the verge he named his daughter max <laughs> and his daughter's like two months old and so the whole he's like now for the rest of my life i'm gonna have to tell people why i named my daughter after an iphone but she came out first like pretty funny <laughs> i missed yeah. that one but uh i mean <laughs> go ahead I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, man. Uh, I mean, outside of the, the the news about the you know the new advancements with the chip and and 
you know, to me, that was the, that's what kind of stood out about the whole, you know, about the whole reveal. Um, yeah, you know, the size, I mean, you've got bigger and better sizes and, you know, more screen size for folks that are really, that are really media happy, you know, just media happy. But, you know, outside of that, man, there really wasn't too much um, that I was, that was I would that really knocked me off my feet, so to speak, you know, in terms of the reveal. I mean, there's I mean, most of the stuff that was you know given to the audience, you know, was stuff that you know most folks in Apple circles were kind of already expecting, and you know there wasn't really any um, massive jumps in functionality, you know, that would really um, kind of wow the you know, kind of while the community that isn't already familiar with the functionality of, of the most recent, you know, uh, iterations of, of Apple phones and Apple products. So, I mean, yeah, we kind of get... I mean, like I said, the chip... Yeah, go oh, ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was, yeah, I was just saying, to me, you know, yeah, I mean, I've kind of, I mean, when you start to see a lot of when you start to see multiple Apple presentations and reveals, and you know, you tend to see the same type of pattern, you know, unless some really massive, massive, you know, jump in technology hits, it's going to appear the same, or it's going to appear, you know, like there's not really that much um, that's been done, you know, and that may not necessarily be the case. But from a perception standpoint, for a lot of folks that are, you know, that are in the community, they're like, eh, okay, that's, okay, that's like a giant size version of the Plus, or great, uh, so what else? <laughs> so, um, you know, but like like you mentioned earlier, the, the, you know, the chip revelation is, that's some pretty, that's a pretty big jump. Because I don't think there's anybody that's doing, you know, that's doing, you know, cell phone processors out there that that have gone to those links just yet. You know, um, no, none of the major manufacturers in, you know, in the United States market have. Um, you know, the folks in Snapdragon have it. You know, even though uh, you may see some, you know, some things in some other markets that are outside the United States, but you know, nothing really to, to the extent of what Apple's done. So to me, that's something that, at least in my opinion, from my, you know, from my perspective, that was, that was one of the biggest draws of the reason. You know, I, I mean, that, that technology. And, I mean, that said, I mean, I, the only thing I can, the only thing I can see that would really make someone want to upgrade to like to to these phones is if they had like an older phone like my wife has a 6s plus so she's probably more willing to upgrade to these newer phones than someone else but i mean i mean yeah, i'm telling you as somebody that works in a retail environment uh apple could have put out the the 10 again just called it yeah, the 10 retro and just put another colorway out retro and then, yeah, and then <laughs> they still the Apple people are cheap, for the lack of a better word. Oh, well, so you know, I, I mean, the ones who just buy one every year. 
that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I buy one every year too. So I mean, I'm I'm preaching, you know, pot calling kettle or whatever. But yeah. since the 6s, yeah. I've had every and single not, iPhone. And I'm probably gonna have every single iPhone that comes out, especially since all the carriers are on a yearly upgrade cycle now. They incentivize you to, you know, get the new phone. There was actually an article in the Verge that yeah. talked about that, that about um, why Apple still like like uh, it was written by uh, one of the editors named Vlad Vlad uh, Savav, and he yeah he's a photo guy yeah 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 and he wrote about how he was like like why are people still buying iPhones <laughs> or something like that uh, and that he he kind of attributed that to like the fact that most people's uh, uh, contracts were like two or were two every two years so then every two years. They could just upgrade and get a new phone. So, like, you, <laughs> and so it kind of contributed to people just buying phones every two years, even though you don't need to buy a phone every two years, especially iPhones. I mean, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the the iPhone 5S is still getting iOS 12. So, I mean, it's like if you have an iPhone 5S, do you really need? I mean, if you're getting the if you're still getting getting the latest operating system, unless it's just slow as oh, molasses. Oh, it's not working very well on it. Right. Oh, is it? I, have, I haven't tested it out yet. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't download that. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing too. I know when you know I was watching the reveal today, um, and I was kind of you know in a group you know uh, with with some other folks in Facebook and on YouTube as the reveal was being you know live streamed, and I was watching it, and you know as they were gradually revealing the price points for the you know, for the new line of phones, folks are like, man, oh, heck no. Nah. This, this ain't going to work. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, and I mean, the price points, you know, for Apple, for hardcore Apple folks, really a big deal. For, you know, for folks that are really immersed in, you know, in the culture behind that. And, you know, if you're an Apple guy or an Apple girl, you know, you're gonna you're gonna buy Apple regardless, but some folks that were just laymen that were in you know that were really, um, you know, just taking in a reveal for the first time, and they you know they were just taken aback you know by some of the price points you know, I mean it was just like oh my god this is like really really expensive and it's like um, no more expensive than the Samsung that we got but hey I got you. <laughs> but, but see, here, see, I all mean, right. Here, here's the thing. Now, all right. Here, here's two points. I will say uh, we haven't actually talked about the 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 last one they announced, the XR, which is like the middle, like the middle ground. <laughs> it's like a cheaper iPhone yeah. 10, but it has the the camera of like the iPhone 8 or something. Like, or it has the form for like the back of it looks like an iPhone 8, but the front looks like an iPhone 10, and this has a slightly bigger screen than the 10 than the 10s, but like it, it start. I think it starts at uh seven fifty, which is actually pretty good considering it's an iPhone. <laughs> and so I think that might be the volume <laughs> seller right there. Like that might be the phone, and it still has all like you know, it still has the the A twelve processor. It still has a great camera and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, if you just want a decent phone, like why why would you unless you want a bigger phone, like why would you even get the ten S? Like I would get the the so R I'll honestly. Tell you that. That phone is mostly for sale overseas. Um, uh, the, in America, whether you can afford it or not, 
you get the best iPhone that's available for the most part, right? That's what I see mostly. And it's usually the people in lower income brackets that are spending that are, you know, whether they need it or not, right? These are people with sevens and have two, $300 down payments for the 10 and they'll pay it even though their seven is perfectly fine. But it says something about you in this country when you're carrying the latest iPhone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't see anybody. Most people are going to get the Max, and most people don't need the Max because the X or the the 10 size, the 10 the, the 10s size. I hate these names. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, the regular 10, the OG 10 size is enough. Yeah, well, well, that's yeah. that's one of the reasons I got it because it had a big, it technically had a bigger screen than the uh, the eight plus, but it but because of the way the um, the whole s almost s to s screen, like you know, you could it maximized the screen real estate. So that was one of the reasons I got it because I like that form, I kind of like that form factor and it fit my hands better. But I mean, at this point, <laughs> I, I guess like you said. People who are, who are just, you know, Apple stands, they're just going to buy the new iPhone just because it's the new iPhone. But it's like, realistically, you really, if you have an, if you have an iPhone 7, you still probably you don't need to upgrade. <laughs> like, really. Uh, unless you you, With the iPhone 7, the only right. reason I would say you need a new phone if you got the 7, and that's because Apple has the no expandable memory situation. Right. But I mean, I would yeah, argue yeah. even even as a person who has an iPhone ten, like who you know who likes iPhones in general. And I mean, Herb made the point that you know the Note nine, the you know the Note series is around the same price. But I would argue that it's you get more bang for your buck with the Note nine, in my opinion, because of everything oh, you can do oh, with I it. Don't, I don't disagree with you at all. <laughs> I think that's one of the. I think that's one of the very, you know, it, for me being, you know, admittedly, I'm a, I'm pro Android, so, you know, I'm, I'm gonna try to put this in a, you know, through a prism that isn't completely biased, but, you know, the one thing that you can say about, you know, Android's, you know, operating system environment, you know, in terms of the, in terms of the regular users, that, you know, it's not as locked down with proprietary stuff as Apple is. You know, there are just so many mo- so many more things that you can do um, just from the standpoint of, of, you know, versatility. You know, whether it's um, day-to-day functionality, whether it's, you know, some of the newer functions, particularly for, for a lot of the higher-end phones like the Samsungs and the and the LG and the LG the newer LG phones that are really integrating some really cool technology into the phones into the latest ones. Um, yeah, I think you is pretty dope. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a uh, it, it you know it's it's one of those things where you know at some time at some point and we've had this discussion on past episodes of the of the podcast. Um, it's going to get to a point where Apple is either going to um, continue to go the way of just staying super proprietary and not necessarily observing anything else that's going on around it, or it's going to fall behind in terms of the types of versatility that their devices and products have. 
you know, for the general consumer audience, and that's going to have a real impact in drawing in newer, in drawing in newer customers and 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 newer customer base. Because I, I'm gonna tell you, you know, folks, you know, when I was like I said, observing the live stream and and just kind of dialoguing and talking with people as it was going on, it's like the the common recurring theme was like, um, yeah, I already have this with my Android. My Android's already waterproof. So what? You know, and it was just like that was, and you know, these are just kind of caveats here and there, but that was like a really recurring theme, you know, amongst the folks that were, uh, you know, that were in this in this chat and observing the reveal, and um, these were just casual users. They, these weren't really professed um, Android users. Some of them were already Apple users and had just recently switched tried out of Android, you know, a higher end like Samsung, you know, I think there were a couple of, of the newer Samsung Note folks that were in there that were, you know, just kind of doing a, their own little comparisons and stuff. And it's just, you know, it's going to come to a tipping point at some point in the market where, you know, Samsung is going to, or Samsung or any number of uh, the competitors out there in terms of hardware going to really drop something that's going to really make the next operating system just go wow you know for those folks in that operating environment and apple's going to be like okay but we're still apple you know and you know at some point you know the yeah we're still apple factor is is not going to completely you know protect them and that includes I used to think that, man, until they became the first trillion-dollar company, right, with very little, like, outward innovation. Like, when I say that, I mean, like, they're not they're not doing anything that's, like, like, different than what they've been doing. They're putting out the same phone every year pretty much until the 10 came out. It was the same phone for three straight years, right? And we said, you know, Apple better put out something different. They put out something different, but it's not really that different. You know what I mean? I don't think that they're a company that can fail. They have the most dogmatic following of any tech company I've ever seen, like maybe say from Google. Like I've never seen a more dominant company uh, in an area. I don't see it failing. You know what I mean? And so I don't, I don't think they're protected from like everybody else is just fighting for the rest. There are some people that won't ever be Apple people, right? Apple doesn't yeah. make stuff for people who don't like to spend money on technology. And so, and I think they're perfectly fine losing those customers. They're, they're trying to do a little bit with the, you know, the XR and the uh, SE and uh, you know, we, I expect a few more things in that, in that vein, the, the six gen iPad is there another one of their attempts at, you know, making affordable Apple devices, but their version of affordable is is barely, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I think that. Oh, go ahead. Um. So I I would I would I would counter that. Oh, I would counter rather what what Herb said with. Even if Samsung or I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you're right. Something they would have to really do something on the OS level and maybe even hardware level to really like turn heads away from Apple. But the, so Apple has two, two good, two things going for them. Number one is you can't really beat their integration because they, because they designed their own chips and they, they designed their own software. You can't really get 
like Google could probably could probably do it if they actually own their own, uh, you know, make, design their own chips and stuff like that. But uh, or, or or no, Samsung. Samsung already designs their own chips, but um, you can't really right. beat that integration. But and so and so because of that, they consistently have the most powerful smartphones and the most uh, integra- or a smooth and consistent platform. And because of that, they've uh, you know they've attracted million, millions of developers, and with those developers come customers. So I mean, and it's kind of like a a, a positive feedback loop. I mean they 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 keep designing phones with integrated software and hardware that perform much better than Android phones. Um, and that's not even that's not even me being an Apple fan. Objectively, they are better performing than Android phones. But uh, so I don't. I don't know, and Google. I think Google is kind of, sort of trying to do what Apple is doing, but until they, until they get that true software and hard hardware integration, they're <laughs> Apple is still going to beat them every Android time. Android makes that an impossible mission, you know. I think yeah. the nature of Android and its open nature, like you know, they've been trying to do a little closing of the of it, and the more they close it, the more it seems like a diet Apple software, which is not their, what they should be going for either. <laughs> Uh, so I think just the nature of the beast is just that it's not that's not their testimony. That's not going to be something that they're, they're, you know, but you don't have to beat Apple to be considered successful. Samsung is a wildly successful electronics company. Uh, they're the kind of company that can take a six billion dollar hit on a product like the Note uh, 7 and still be one of the still be the primary phone company in the world because nobody ships more phones than Samsung. Nobody. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, again, we kind of had this conversation before where, you know, there's going to be a trade off, you know, with with either, you know, whether you're an Android Android fam or whether you're Apple, whether you're, you know, Apple gang. (laughs) But, you know, the trade off, you know, um, you know, in the case of in the case of Android, it's like, yeah, of course, you know, the integration is not necessarily there, uh, and but that also has a lot to do with the nature of the Android operating system itself. You know, its flexibility and you know its its intent to be able to encompass so many things. You know, whereas you know Apple is kind of the opposite. They're you know they're drawing you know their performance point is their integration. And it's always been that, you know, it, it's not necessarily, um, I'm not going to say they're devoid of innovation. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But what I will say is that their integration is not, you know, doesn't lend to that type of advancement. You know, it lends to customer experience. And that's pretty much what Apple is always focused on, you know, for, you know, for the customer, again, just like Dave mentioned, that isn't, that doesn't really you know, care too much about, you know, the capability of the OS, you know, they just want to be able to, you know, switch from seamlessly from one application to the other and not have to worry about specific things, you know, um, which for the most part is true, unless, you know, you get to the end of life of, of an OS and you're first forced to upgrade, then yeah, that's a pain, um, you know, for most Apple folks. I've, I've seen more Apple folks just kind of cuss out their phones 
when it comes to the point, it's like, okay, this OS wasn't running like this a month ago, and now this update has come, and now everything is running slow, really slow. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a there's a there's a trade off, you know, and there's I mean that goes for both sides, you know, uh, you know we've heard the same thing in terms of security, we've heard the same thing in terms of you know, integration with outs with the with the outside world and other technology. You know, more specifically with Apple. You know, like I said, as an you know, working as a systems administrator and working, you know, in an enterprise environment. You know, we hate Apple. Seriously, <laughs> can't stand Apple kicks rocks because, you know, trying to integrate that with, with you know, uh, with Apple. Well, not Apple, but with. Um, Anything that is an Apple, uh, like Microsoft, I mean, particularly 365, um, with other hosts, with other, you know, cloud systems, even Google, you know, G Suite, some of these other things, and and trying to do that at an enterprise level where, you know, you're trying to lock down security and you're trying to, you know, do specific things with uh, with email, with uh, encryption, the whole nine, it, it quite frankly it sucks because the environment is so closed and so proprietary that you know if you're you know from everything from asset management to actually making sure that the device is accessible for users that aren't apple savvy you know um we cringe you know whatever we hear whenever we you know our uh, you know whenever our employers like okay, well, yeah, let's go with iPad. You know that'll work. You know, it's convenient. <laughs> that is the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. Single you know? user, no multi-user. Like that means we gotta yeah. buy an iPad for every single human being that could possibly ever work here. Exactly, and it's just like you know, anytime you your higher ups want to see that, you just want to kick them in their throat because it's just like, ugh, this sucks. They're, this what like, they're really saying when they say that is, I'm familiar with Apple. It'd be nice if you guys all would just do the thing that I know how to do. Right. <laughs> so I, and, you know, and, I, I think that that has to. So if it, if Apple ever, you know, if there's ever the demise of Apple, or you know, if they ever fall from grace or fall from market share, whatever, whatever, I think the one thing that's going to do it, or that might do it, is that whole proprietary nature, how they they try so hard to 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 get you into their ecosystem and to lock you in there and they don't and it's really hard for them to play you know i won't say it's hard for them but they refuse to play nice with other things and then they do other anti-consumer things like taking away the headphone jack in fact one of the things that people yes. uh discover yeah. with this one is that these new iphones coming out will not have a headphone adapter so if you if you're still if you still have your you know uh, headphones with the 3.5 millimeter headphone Jack, you won't be able to plug it into your iPhone at all unless you have unless you have unless you go buy the dongle separately. It doesn't come with the phone anymore. Best it, Buy's most biggest selling Apple product is that dongle. And I think that's I don't know that might cause people to to leave because so so you remember this year when the um when the MacBook Pros came out and people were so mad because uh well no no i think not this year last uh two years ago when the when the macbook pros came out and they had all usb-c and like people couldn't use their uh <laughs> their current 
uh, peripherals, and so they had to go out and buy dongles for everything. And then this year, they uh, when they came out with the i9 processors, people were finding out that they were throttling and, and overheating because the uh, you know Appleized things all thin and stuff, but the chassis couldn't handle all the heat coming from the i9 because it was so powerful. And so it's like. Right. They're doing all of these things that are pushing people away. It's like, why would I ever buy? Like, I'm honestly, I'm turned away from the Mac right now. I don't want to buy a MacBook because simply because they kind of designed themselves into a corner and they're trying, they, they want so hard for people to stay, stick in this ecosystem. It's like, look, <laughs> I'll get me a pixel and just be done with it. But uh, no, no, not a, no, what? I'll get a, a note, a Samsung, be done with it. At least I get my headphone jack. And it's water resi- waterproof, so it's like I don't know. Yeah. That I would say that would be the one thing that would drown Apple is just their insistence on on just making yeah, everything see, so they, tough. They did, they did it right, right? They they basically they made you they they enslaved you before they started being more like uh, you will you will do as I say. You know what I mean? Like they made you hooked on their product before they started making non-customer friendly, more company focusing, uh, you know, directives. Like now, now they're like, all right, we got them on the hook. We can shake that line a little bit. Uh, and they can. For now. Yeah. Well, for, I now. Think, <laughs> for now. And I, like, I, and, you know, and like I said earlier, I think, um, you know, I get it. You know, Apple is, is super embedded and they have their, they're always going to have their, um, their loyal following and core audiences but you know at some point and this happens with all technology at some point there's a tipping point there's a tipping point from you know where the convenience factor for those devices um doesn't outweigh the functionality and then it becomes a liability because you can't do anything else and i think um I think the one other thing that Apple tends to do um, is ignore the mistake that they make because they're so comfortable in the sense that, oh, well, we already got this user base that is enslaved to us. You know, uh, they don't question their overseers. You know, we can just toss them scraps and let them go. And it's just, you know, at least with, with other, particularly in terms of hardware, because um, the one thing that I will say with Samsung and and to a lesser extent other other hardware providers like LG and and some of the other high-end phones that when something catastrophic hardware happens that doesn't you know play well with the operate with Android's operating systems they take note um, and we're you know I, and Samsung we, you know we we all know about NoteGate you know yeah I mean that that's just something that something about batteries potentially blowing up in your pocket and then and 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 you being in the hospital because your battery got too hot you know i think samsung was like yeah that may be a problem there's some other design things that we also need to take a look at besides the life-threatening you know battery blowing up thing for the note and i mean pub i mean besides the fact that it was a very that was a very public embarrassment it forced those guys to take a serious look at the hardware and it forced them to say, Hey, look, all right, we, we can't afford to have, um, you know, we can't afford to have this sort of thing happen again to our consumers. Otherwise it's, you know, we're going to go the way of the Dota and, you know, they learned their lesson. Yeah. But see, Apple isn't held to that 
Apple isn't bound by that. You know what I mean? Because they can't. They ha- because they have such a dogmatic. There's no, there's no other Apple like. There's no other iOS company. Samsung is not at, at risk of losing most of their market share to Apple. They're risking. Lo- they're at risk of losing most of their market share to LG and to all the other Android and to Google Pixel, right? And so that's where they got to work kind of like how republicans are not really worried about a challenger from um from a from the democratic side right they're worried about being primary from somebody that's more conservative than they are and so they you know they they do this these you know a lot of things that they do they do because i'm worried about a a more i have to be like i have to have some level of crazy in my politics because i'm worried about somebody more crazy you know what I mean? It's the same thing with Apple. They're not worried about, uh, 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 I mean, the same thing with Samsung. They're not worried about, like, Apple and their greatness. They're worried about, you know, somebody being more Samsung-y than Samsung. Well, yeah, I agree to an extent. And, you know, I think um, that, lim- you know, that extent is, is that when something that catastrophic happens with, you, with your hardware, all of that goes out the window. You know, I mean, people actually having, you know, suffering, you know, serious physical injuries and potentially dying from. See, that's know, a lot of that was a lot of that was yeah. not true. You know, a lot of that was well, not true. Only two batteries failed like that in the states, and none of them failed where well, they hurt. Mm-hmm, what you say? Well, well, what I'm saying is that yeah, a lot of it wasn't true, but the perception was there. And see, I think and Apple controls their perception better. That's yeah. my point. Is that because if the if you remember, I don't know if you if you're even hip to it, but the Apple the iPhone 6s was bending, right? So people's phones, people were having to get their phones replaced at an alarming rate um, because their phones were bending in their pockets. Uh, nobody really heard of that. That wasn't a story on the news. That wasn't, you know what I mean? They got no negative press from that. And granted, that's not an explosion, but neither was the battery thing, right? That's the thing that we hear. You hear Note 7, you go, oh, Samsung makes things go boom. No, they don't. Most of the things, it was just like a a, a mild, like, you can tell that it was hot, right? You can tell that it, it like, the, the the phone got big, but it didn't blow. You Nothing went boom. You know what I mean? But mm. that's the perception that people have, and whether right or wrong, that's what it is. So, I think yeah, Apple's I was kind of riding on that on that perception at the moment. Like they have the perception of of uh, I think they, I think uh, that art, the article I was talking about before I mentioned this also, where where Apple has the perception of uh, high end luxury. It's a it's it's a fashion item now. It's like people define their whole status and economic status. And self worth <laughs> by what version of the iPhone yeah. they have. Exactly, and I think, and I think that's one of the other things you know in terms of Apple that drives um, that out. It's not a you know it's not it's not the sole factor in terms of driving you know their culture, but it's the contributing factor in terms of. You know how new how people from outside of that the Apple diaspora, so to speak, look at Apple and view it, you know, and perceive it. Oh, man, you can afford that, bruh. You know, you you rolling. You know, uh, which joint you got? You know, and I mean, there's not that type of appeal when it comes to the Pixel or it comes to even the higher end Samsung and LG devices. Because you know that was never ever the focus um, 
that was never ever the focus of you know those devices or Android. You know, Android at its core has been an operating system that has that was more designed for folks that had a little bit of a little bit more tech savvy, had a little bit more interest in developing programming and seeing you know where the operating system could go, you know, in terms of mobile in terms of mobile usage. So, uh, you know, I tend to agree with the perception bit because it's just you know, um, if I could use an if I could use an analogy, you know, uh, iPhones are puffy and mace, and you know the Androids are kind of like Stephen Hawking, you know, <laughs> without with, you know with, with you know wheelchair and all. You know, I mean, you know Stephen Hawking is brilliant. The outward appearance, you don't, you know, the only thing you see is you know, somebody that's confined to a certain type of existence. But, you know, you don't know that you don't know anything else until, you know, he, you know, he verbalizes an equation that it'll take you like 2000 years to solve, you know, whereas, you know, Apple is, is the, is the puffy coats and the, and the silver shiny, silver shiny pants and the, and the, and the bling and the, you know, the high-end rap videos and you know, uh, you know, Puffy and Mace doing the uh-uh, uh-uh type of deal in the video. <laughs> so I mean, and that that's kind of how it appears to you know people that are in the opposite camp. It's like, okay, well, uh, uh, yeah. So what's great about Apple again? You know, I mean, and the same perception, you know, the opposite perception for those folks that are. For a lot of folks, and I won't say I won't be, you know, generalize the entire, you know, Apple culture because there's some really tech savvy people that are obviously in the culture and really enjoy what Apple gives them. But you know, a lot of you know just layman users kind of look at Android like, eh, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, you know? I mean, so what I'll say as somebody who uses both, and I don't really have a dog in the fight. I use my Apple more than I use my Android. And that's mostly because it just works, man. And and the the, yeah. the 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 overarching like what my my thing is Samsung or most Android manufacturers they take really big jumps, you know they they try really hard to innovate and sometimes they don't land those jumps right sometimes they jump really far and they don't stick the landing, and you know conversely Apple takes kind of baby steps as far as innovation goes but each step is pristine and perfect. They very rarely, um, you know, miss the mark. I mean, so, the, yeah. I mean, the only thing I can so here, here's it's kind of sad actually because, I mean, Apple commands all of this attention with their new phones, but honestly, most most of the innovation is really happening in the Chinese market. I mean, you have you have phone makers like Xiaomi. Uh, uh, I just forgot Huawei. something. Huawei, like they're yes. like they're making phone, like they just like they already have phones with uh, the fingerprint sensor inside of the di- of the display. I wish the iPhone had Touch ID inside the uh, yeah. the display. Exactly. Um, I would switch so fast. But uh, and like like they have uh, like one uh, one of the uh, what's the name of the company? Oppo. I think they have. It's another Chinese company. Uh, I think they have one phone where like the the uh, the selfie camera like it. <laughs> 
it actually hires inside of the phone. And then when you need it, it like has a little motor and it comes up. Oh and you yeah, need yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's kind of that's kind of cool. But uh, I mean, like you don't you see a lot of this experimentation and a lot of this like people just doing random stuff just to see. You know if it sticks, but you don't. You can't. You don't see yeah, that with see the iPhone. Apple size can't do that. Yeah, like, I know that's what I'm saying. Like you that, can't. They have such a. Failing, you know, if that camera starts failing, then uh, you're not talking about six hundred, six hundred, not even six hundred thousand people being uh, upset. You're talking about the planet being upset with you and your product, and it's just not good for, you know, that's not good for business. Right. And uh, and I will say this, you know, as a as a slight, you know, as a slight, you know, sidebar, um, the Chinese the Chinese market in terms of phones, man, has been popping for a minute. And I mean, those cats over there, you know, they market, you know, to pretty much everybody else on the uh, on the planet in the planet, you know, that isn't, you know, within the 50, 51 states. You know, and it's just, you know, seeing some of the products that, you used to market to know, the 51 states until uh, Trumpito told them they can't have a little spot phone here. I don't well, know. Yeah, we're, we're going we're, we're gonna, to, you know, keep, uh, you know, we're going to keep Orange Peel Il Duce out of this conversation right now. <laughs> although, um, although, to uh, be fair, they kind of <laughs> did. Uh, you know, have spyware in their phone, but <laughs> just to yeah, be that's fair. True. That's, very, that's very true. That's very true. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was kind of the small drawback to the cool factor that some of their some of their phones had. Uh, but that still doesn't stop you from finding, you know, the you know, an Honor or a Huawei high end phone in in your local Best Buy. You know, I mean, I I was just. I mean, I was just in Best Buy uh, like a couple of days ago, and you know they got Huawei phones in there. Yes, they do. It's they're still there, front and center. And you know, even if they're not, yeah, even if they're not, um, even if they, they, you know, they're not bringing in any any more imports at at the moment. There's still so many in the market that haven't been explored yet because. A, you know, Huawei is still not really a household name here. Um, you know, that's the same People thing. People can't pronounce um, it yet. <laughs> right, yeah, pretty much. You talking about the you Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, the, the same. Yeah, the same thing applies to you know other, uh, you know, other products like the Mi Box, for example. But you know, from Xiaomi, that's a, you know, if you're not feeling the price of getting a, you know, and you know, uh, NVIDIA Shield Android TV box, by the way. Um, all you got to do is roll into your local Walmart and find and hit hit your streaming section and and you'll have a Mi Box there for about anywhere from 50 to 60 bucks. That is quite literally, you know, outside of the, you know, outside of the, the NVIDIA, you know, devices, the best Android television experience. Um, at that price anywhere, and I mean, I, I mean that quite literally. It, you know, there's nothing else out there, you know, on a market that that integrates a full version of Android television um, with all the bells and whistles, you know, the App Store and whole nine, um, and plays, you know, everything up to 4K, you know, and and handles it like a champ. You know, it's a it's a very um, 
you know, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, man, because we, you know, Android TV's been been a thing now for a minute, and outside of the Nvidia Shield and and certain high end televisions that have the OS, um, we still haven't seen anybody kind of take the lead to do it, and that's you know, that's kind of a parallel to this conversation in terms of, um, you know, how we perceive Apple and Android because the same concept, you know, goes beyond their phones. It goes to just about, it's their, it's their entire philosophy in terms of how they pursue their devices. In the cases of their phones, you know, I think Apple, you know, Apple doesn't have to worry about, um you know, not stepping outside of their paradigm, so to speak, because they've been there for so long and that niche is their niche. You know, that's just what it is. But, you know, you look at things like Apple Television and and other things that may require other integration, you know, integration with other things. Um, and that's where you kind of see the differences in philosophy and where those differences, you know, where Apple's differences have some shortcomings, uh, because you know if um, you know if you're going to go buy an Apple television, you know two or three people are going to buy a Roku box or an Android box, you know. And I mean, people are literally um, you don't you never hear people complain about the price of the Nvidia Shield. You know, I think that was a thing. I think that was a thing the first month it was out. And then after people kind of got a chance to get their feet wet and, and they're like, ooh, wow, this is nice. You never heard about a price point ever again. And they just yeah. came out with another update. I, I got to exactly. give it to NVIDIA. Like, they support their stuff. <laughs> like, they just came out yeah, with another yeah. update for it. And the NVIDIA Shield is like, what, three years old, four years old, something like that? Yep. And I mean... It's a you know it's a great platform and it's one of the it is one of the really good examples of how you know the Android operating system has you know pushed the envelope in terms of what it can do and its and its ability to be able to integrate with a lot of other things and um, do it well and appeal to a large a broad audience you know even those folks that aren't really super tech savvy can now you know, pick up an Android television or that operating system and say, oh, okay, well, ooh, this Android TV works well. Maybe I can try out that on my phone, you know, that sort of thing. And that's how a lot of people are being able to, are, are kind of entering into, you know, being Android users, you know, at the mobile level because of their success in other places. Whereas Apple doesn't necessarily... I mean, they've never really relied on it, but in some cases, it, it, you know, for particularly for new folks that are are kind of looking at Apple for the first time and they want to try it, but they have experience with, you know, say Apple Television or or some other things that are just absolutely crappy, um, you know, whether that's QuickTime or or software that you know they may be trying to run on Windows machine and it just absolutely sucks. Um, you know, those those are the you know those are the are the consumer demographic that Apple has to really be cognizant of. Um, I mean, their core followers and the folks that, you know, are used to having Apple in their day-to-day lives, you know, in terms of their mobile devices, they're going to be there. And, you know, and I think Dominique had a really good point 
in regards to that. That that core audience is not going away anytime soon because the convenience factor is just too strong. It's like crack. So, but you know, it's the attraction of new people to the Apple culture that um, at some point down the road is going to be threatened. And and that's where that tipping point starts, you know, because all of those people, and I mean, to be honest with you, you know, um, slowly but surely, you know, it, it, the younger our audiences are, the more tech savvy they are, you know, and that and that's being, you can kind of see that in terms of the way our our environments are being integrated, you know, whether it's mobile, whether it's um, what mobile devices can do in terms of everything else, um, you know, young and that's typically the paradigm. The younger are, you know, the younger these consumers become, the more tech savvy they are, and they start asking those questions, you know, regardless of whether they're Apple stand or their core, you know, or their, you know, Android, you know, their Android mob or whatever. So <laughs> Android mob. Uh, <laughs> That sounds like yeah, the name of a, uh, a, web, a website or something. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, it's, like I said, there's a, you know, there's a balance that's always been there, that's always been struck for both of them, for both, you know, for both Apple and, and Android. And I think, you know, for the most part, you know, for the past decade or so that, you know, Apple's been in that cruise mode where they haven't really had to worry about, okay, well, yeah, you know, I could change this or change that, but my customers like the product, so I, I'm not really pressed about innovating anything. You know, and like I said, that, you know, to Dominic's point earlier, he's absolutely correct. I think, I think it depends they, on what innovation looks like to you as well. If innovation looks like crazy new phone designs, then you're right, they haven't really been innovating, but Touch ID is, I mean, uh, Face ID is a phenomenal, like. Oh, I don't. You know, yeah, I don't. I do not disagree with that. Face ID is is legit, you know, and it's, um, you know, their work in terms of bio, in terms of their biometrics has been great in terms of their integration, but I think the one thing is is that, um, you know, within the Apple. You know, within the Apple environment, you know, or Apple uh, infrastructure, that's great, you know. And again, I, I draw my experience as somebody that that sees a lot of Apple devices and products that are used um, in a business sense and in an enterprise sense, and and have to fight the battle every day of integrating these devils of devices into our environments. Those things. Um, they're cool one minute, and they can kick rocks the next. I hear Honestly, you. you know, it's just it's one of those things where you know that aspect of um, Apple's um, proprietary nature is a complete detriment to them, and you see it every day, whether it's the government, whether it's corporate use. Um, if you've got Apple devices in your environment, you've got to you've got to work around those devices, not the other way around, and that's not um, that's not conducive for any type of business, because you know, particularly if you're in government, you know, you, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. You know, there's just there are too many requirements, there are too many security things that you have to worry about, and you know, you have 
you know, an environment that um, that doesn't, you know, revolve around the Apple universe, you know. So, um, like I said, there are certain things about Apple in terms of, you know, in terms of the business and work sense. Like, if you're working, you know, if you're working standalone or you're, you know, connected to your home network and you're doing video editing or web development or, or graphical design or any sort of artsy type of deal, that's great. Apple is, is you know, it's tailor-made for those sorts of things. From from operating system, you know, even the mobile, mobile and iPad devices. But, you know, outside of that, nah, champ. You know, those... <laughs> those devices absolutely stink, and I and and that's not necessarily from, you know, uh, a hardware standpoint, but it's just, you know, Apple's philosophy stinks when it comes to that. I agree with it you does. on the philosophy. I think when it comes down to user experience, though, I think Apple wins out in the fact that they simplify things for people that are, you know, in in our world, right? People who are tech savvy, uh, what we look at as powerful or important or effective. Uh, is different than the layperson. Um, they don't care that much about what's going on under the hood. They just care that when they push this button, this thing happens. And 100%, well, 95% of the time on an Apple phone, when you push this button, the thing that's supposed to happen happens. And that's not yeah. always the case with Android. Um, you know, love them, but rough sometimes, really rough. And, you know, really confusing design choices by each individual manufacturer. I don't understand why with cut and paste, they won't just say the word cut and say the word paste. Why I got to do hieroglyphic analysis uh, to figure out which one of these things is cut and which one of them is paste. But, you know. Yeah, man. I, I, I feel you. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it, you know, in the framework of, of our topic tonight, you know, for the reveal, I think... Um, yeah, I mean, there's some pretty cool things for Apple folks to, to kind of, you know, hang their hat on. Um, like I said, you know, the chip, the, you know, the processing and chip information, at least for me, that was the, you know, that was the standout uh, part of this reveal that, that I took with me. You know, it's just, you know, the advancement on that level in terms of the technology, um, you know, that's something that's not always indicative of Apple, which is why it was really, um, really in, in an eyebrow to see, you know. Um, that sort of thing is, you know, what makes other manufacturers kind of stand up and take notes like, oh, okay, wow, Apple's actually starting to, you know, take a look at that side of the house now. So um, that, you know, that's probably the, the high point for me, you know, what I took from it. You know, everything else, it's like, eh, meh, okay, hey, it's bigger. Good. That's nice. <laughs> I mean, and it, but it was truly those sorts of, you know, user integration types of things were expected, at least in my opinion. Um, you know, and it still, it still didn't take away from the impact of the reveal to, you know, to, you know, Apple's culture, but, you know, eh, it kind of is what it is. So I think that the next, uh, I think that the next major thing that will probably kind of put, uh, that, 
I guess the next technology to kind of really, not want to say force people that, but it'll probably encourage more people to upgrade will be 5G. And so I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that the ne- that next year's iPhone is the iPhone 5G or whatever they call it. Um, so I think I was listening to the guys on the verge and they said it's like a, a certain radio that has to be in the phone to pick up that multi-cell, you know, 5G is like basically small cell, um, you know, high condensation kind of, of, of network technology. And I think that the that that that's coming or if it's not here already, it might not be something they're talking about because it's not relevant to this market at this point. But I think it's coming. I hope so. I mean, I mean, I think me and her kind of briefly touched on 5G uh, in the previous uh, episode, but I, <laughs> I mean that that uh, yeah, Ashley, 5G is, is probably a podcast all by itself, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and if they're really uh, if they're really if it lives up to the promises, in fact, Verizon's gonna is releasing their 5G broadband network. So, like, basically, instead of having, like, a hard, like, a, an Ethernet cable or whatever, you'd use cellular for your for your internet at home, for your home internet. So, and, you know, they're promising between 300 megabits and 1 gigabit. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, st- I'm, caught. I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible, <laughs> but... Yeah. You know, you promised uh, one you, gigabit gigabit uh, uh, internet speeds over wireless? Okay. <laughs> it's possible in yeah, theory, really but in practice, right, in actual real-world scenarios, with it's, so they're going to say up to gigabyte speeds, knowing full well that in a city with all the different obstacles, you know, like buildings and forests and all the things that make wireless signals atrocious, um, they will you know, just use the word peak, right? Because there's some place in the world where I can use my five cell, my small cell site and get somebody to a gig speed. So now I can promote that and not be lying. It's just great right. marketing. I mean, the only, yeah, the, the, I, don't... I, I see it, I see it possibly being really good for the rural, you know, areas that don't really, ha- don't, that don't really have access to broadband like that, to wired broadband, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. In fact, you know, maybe we can save this for uh, for the next topic because <laughs> it's kind of running late and uh, I got to go to work tomorrow. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, Herb, were you were you going to finish your thought? Well, I think um, what's really interesting about this discussion is that uh, there was not one thing mentioned about the the brief gaming example. Uh, that was um, that was presented, you know, from from these devices. Well, full and, disclosure, uh, I didn't get to see the whole thing. I just got the highlights. So. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I watched the whole thing, and there was just some there were some pretty funny moments there. Um, uh, part of it was like some of it was like you know the borderline you know softcore porn music that they used to introduce the phone. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. That was uh, I was like, really though, for real. That's that's what's hot in the streets, you know. And um, and just how lukewarm the gaming portion of of that reveal, particularly for the larger phones, was just like the crowd was like, um, yeah. So, uh, we really don't care. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that was... does make games terrible. I wish they'd find some way to soft, like, you know, 
put some kind of hard code in there where game window passed that notch, but you know, it's not the worst thing ever. It sucks sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I just found that very I just found that very humorous, you know, as I was watching this and and listening, you know, uh listening to the reveal and and then, you know, watching and participating in the chat and seeing some of the responses. You know, I think one dude referred to that poor music to that music as uh, you know, possibly being from the Deuce from HBO this last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, it was um, it was odd that you know you would hear something like that. You know, at a cell phone reveal, like okay, like um, yeah, I don't think um, I don't think phone titillation is something that uh, we expected at a reveal. For, for <laughs> phone titillation. But, uh, yeah, bro. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't get it, man. That's that was, yeah, you know, Somebody that raised a couple. whole lot of money to do it, and I'm sure the people that they made it for are super happy about it. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I just leave it, at, leave it at that. But um, yeah, man. I mean, I think, um, you know, and this is, I, I know Dave was trying to wrap up, so I, I'll keep this brief. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I mean. The reveal served this purpose, and for the folks that are faithful Apple heads and and you know that are part of that culture, you know, you know, I mean, it it, it did what it was supposed to do, you know. For everybody else, it was just like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, there you go, great, you know, gotcha. Uh, see you next week, great, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it kind of what it's, you know, it, it, and it's kind of mirrored other other reveals in that fashion. So, um, you know, that's kind of what I got from it. So, so this is one for uh, for Herb. <laughs> so I don't know if you follow Android Authority, but they were like they did, they tweeted an hour ago. They were like Apple unveiled new iPhones this morning, but Android phones are still better. What, what's your favorite Android feature that yeah. iOS devices can't compete with? <laughs> and then they had like this poll, like software customization, multi-window support, custom ROM, USB C port. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, man, Android, <laughs> Android Authority is you know those dudes are are always shade. They're full shade. When it comes that was to funny. Apple <laughs> But uh, all right, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, so uh, for those who are listening, you know, uh, let us know. Uh, follow us on our website, theblacktechies.com. Follow us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash theblacktechies. And also, uh, Ashley, I, I, I kind of want to hear from you all. I mean, are you are you looking forward to the new iPhones? Are you sticking with Android? Are you like Apple? Apple sucks. Uh, go Samsung, which is fine. You know, hey. Uh, um, I'm kind of interested in hearing what, you know, people are really going to upgrade to this or they're like, you know what, you know, my iPhone 8 is still pretty good, so I'm good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let us know. Um, you all got any, any, any last, last words before we, yeah. before we leave? Yeah, I want to do a really quick shout out. Um, uh, as you guys that have listened to the park podcast already know um, all of us that are part of the podcast are are HPC products in one form or fashion or another. Um, some of us are bandheads. Um, if you're not familiar with that and you go to H and you've gone to an HBCU, um, then where, what rock have you been living under? But 
um, you know, for those of you that aren't familiar, you know, there's a there's a pretty big subculture, um, you know, amongst HBCUs and marching bands and you know the whole nine. I mean, it's been in the media for a long time now, and uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to two people that essentially, you know, their their bright idea was the wellspring for uh, our social media presence as in terms of HBCUs, marching bands, and bandsmen, and what we do and bring it at to the internet. Um, and that's uh, Christy Walker and Mike Lee. Uh, those guys were the originators of the fifth quarter, um, the ranks prior to that. And um, as of 20 years, I mean, they've been around for, you know, right around 20 years. And uh, at the end of the year, the fifth quarter will be shutting its door, its virtual doors uh, for good. And I just wanted to give you guys a quick shout out, you know, I mean, a lot of us, uh, those of us included on this podcast, I know Dave was on there, my, uh, myself, um, a lot of you guys that listen to the podcast that are also part of the, you know, that band culture, um, grew up, you know, kind of cut your teeth on the fifth quarter. Uh, a lot of kids that were in high school and grew up in, you know, on the fifth quarter got their exposures to HBCUs that way. So I just wanted to give you guys a hearty well jo job well done and and thank you. You guys are really trailblazers. All right, I have to concur with that I uh, kind of started my whole college or well, HBCU college uh, band journey there. That's kind of where I really got my uh, got exposed to it outside of going to the Atlanta Classic every year. But um, so <laughs> hey, I'm from Atlanta, so <laughs> that's kind of where I went. But uh, <laughs> where I first saw uh, Tennessee State and FAMU, um, ended up going to the better school in Tennessee. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I I have to salute Christy and Mike for uh kind of putting HBCUs on their map. And honestly, they kind of they really kind of set the standard when it came to uh HBCU band exposure so while they're while they're while, while they may not be techies per se they have they were able to use the internet and use their platform to truly uh expand you know the reach of HBCUs and I definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't have really gotten that exposure if I hadn't been a part of it so yeah word and um we all done with that yeah yeah all right, so I just wanted to say, um, you know, I'm not a band head, so I know what they are, you know, so that that, that whole segment missed me, but I love y'all. Um, <laughs> um, you know, everybody should go this week and, you know, contemplate on the, the, the blessings that Apple is about to bestow on us. Um, oh, wow. Everybody go be great this week. <laughs> Um, because right? even if you don't like Apple, it's good for business that they exist, right? It's good, good for technology that they exist. Um, but yeah, everybody go be great, and um, just know that you know every day that you wake up, you're closer and closer to uh, somebody that matters putting out the right op-ed so that we can get this dude out of here. I guess that's what we're waiting on. <laughs> I think we're. I mean, at this yeah. point, we ha there are like been four books written. Four to four. Four and everybody in the White House is like, we're gonna all die if I'm not here, and nobody's like, uh, well, should we look into this? Nope, no. 
Yeah. Um, in the words of Dave Chappelle, do, 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 do. that's what I'm <laughs> to think about <laughs> when it comes to this president. But yeah, what what Dominique said. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, Dave, we'll probably do a political episode at some point in time down the road. I feel like but, it might just devolve into just Trump bashing the whole time. Yeah, 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 man. I mean, we but we got to have our mind right to do it because quite literally, I mean, and I'll be frank, um, I feel at least 20 to 40 IQ points slower anytime I see or hear about that dude. <laughs> that's just, I mean, it's that's just how detrimental of an effect he has on regular human beings. Honestly. Uh, I, I just don't. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, have to, we have to inoculate ourselves before we talk about this cat. For sure. Alright. Uh, you know, I, I need to think of like a like an ending phrase, like every time you leave. I don't know. I'll think of something and debut it on the next podcast. But uh, <laughs> until then, hell Wakanda. <laughs> hell Wakanda. Oh, yeah. Love,